0: section 10 of the strange storybook by lenora blanche lang this LibriVox recording is in the public domain an old world ghost children are often inclined to think that the nations who ruled the world long long ago were quite unlike ourselves and always busy with very serious things such as the passing of laws or fighting it is quite a surprise sometimes to learn that they really shared our feelings on a whole quantity of subjects, and even, as this story will show, were quite as much afraid of ghosts or haunted houses as anybody in these days could be. It is told by a famous Roman citizen called Pliny, who was born near Lake Como in the reign of the Emperor Nero. There was, he says, "'at that time a large and comfortable house "'in a good part of the town of Athens, "'which, to the astonishment of everybody, "'stood empty for many years. "'It seemed odd that so fine a building "'should remain so long unoccupied, "'and at length one man, more curious than the rest, "'asked his host, when, at a small dinner-party, "'if he could explain the reason.' The tale he heard from the Athenian noble was a marvelous one, and the guest shuddered as he listened, for though he was bold enough in the field of battle, he trembled in the presence of that which he did not understand. Once the house had been filled with a gay family, music had floated through the garden, children had played at knuckle-bones in the hall, and young men had thrown discs in the courts but gradually sounds of laughter grew more rare, and the dwellers in the house fell ill of mysterious maladies, till at last the few that were left departed for another place, hoping amidst new surroundings to shake off the gloom which possessed them. For a while none dared ask why the home of their fathers had been thus forsaken, but little by little whispers of the truth got abroad, and it was noticed that men turned down another street sooner than pass the empty mansion. A little girl was the first to hear the noise, and sat up straight in her bed with wide-open eyes peering into the darkness, too frightened even to call her slave, as a sound, like the clanking of chains, struck upon her ear. It seemed to come from very far off, but soon... To the child's wild terror, it drew closer and closer, till she expected every moment to feel the touch of the cold iron on her cheek. Then, to her immense relief, it became fainter and went farther and farther away, by and by dying out altogether. Such was the tale the little girl told to her mother in the morning, and very shortly there was not a person in the house. "'who had not been roused by the mysterious noise. "'For a time this was all that happened, "'and though it was bad enough, "'perhaps it might have been born, "'but there was worse to come. "'One night the form of an old man appeared, "'so thin you could almost see his bones, "'his hair standing up like bristles, "'and a white beard flowing to his waist. "'On his wrists and ankles,' were iron chains which shook as he moved henceforward there was no sleep for any of the household their days were passed in dread of the nights and one by one they fell a prey to their terrors at length there came a time when the living skeletons could endure it no longer and fled leaving the ghost behind them such was the tale told to the guest but the end was yet to come Years passed by, and the survivors began gradually to recover their health and spirits, and wondered if things really had been so bad as they had thought, and if some stranger, ignorant of the story, might not be persuaded to take the house if the rent was made low enough. So a notice was put up in a public place, offering the mansion for sale or hire, and one of the first to read it happened to be athenodorus the philosopher who had arrived on a visit to athens he knew nothing of the evil reputation which belonged to the house but the low price asked aroused his suspicions and he at once inquired why so fine a dwelling should be offered for so little with some difficulty he managed to piece together the true story and when he heard it instantly took the house resolved to find out, if possible, the secret of the ghost. As it grew dark, he bade his slave carry a couch for him to the front part of the mansion, and place a lamp and writing materials on a table near it. He afterwards dismissed the slaves to their own quarters, and turned his whole attention to the book he happened to be writing, so that he might not, from idleness, fancy he saw or heard all sorts of things which were not there. For a little while he worked amidst dead silence, then a faint sound, as of the clanking of chains, smote on his ears, always coming nearer and nearer, and growing louder and louder. But Athenodorus, as became a philosopher, was master of himself even at this moment. He gave no sign of having heard anything out of the common, and his sharp-pointed instrument never faltered for an instant in drawing the words on the waxen tablet in a few seconds the noise reached the door next it was within the door and coming down the room at last athenodorus did lift his head and beheld the figure he had been told of standing close to him and signalling with his finger in reply the philosopher waved his hand begging the ghost to wait until he had finished the sentence he was writing and this he succeeded in doing in spite of the fact that the figure incessantly rattled the chains close to his ears athenodorus however would not hurry himself and wrote on deliberately then he laid down his stylus and looked around the ghost was again beckoning to him so he took up his lamp and motioned the figure to go before him with a slow step, as of one who carries a heavy weight on his feet, the old man walked through the house as far as the courtyard, where he vanished quite suddenly. Nor could the philosopher discover the smallest trace of him, though he searched every corner carefully by the aid of his lamp. As it was now night and was too late to examine further athenodorus made a little heap of leaves and grass to mark the spot where the figure disappeared and returned to his couch where he slept peacefully till dawn when he awoke next morning he at once visited a magistrate of the city and after telling his story begged that some men might be sent to dig up that part of the courtyard the magistrate gave the order without delay and, accompanied by Athenodorus, the slaves set about their task. A few feet from the surface, the pickaxes struck upon iron, and the philosopher drew nearer, for he felt that the secret of the haunting was about to be disclosed. And so it was, for there lay a heap of bones with chains fastened to them. How they came there, how long they had been there, whose bones they were, none could tell, but they were collected in a box and buried by order of the magistrate at the expense of the public. This seemed to satisfy the unquiet spirit, for the house was henceforward left in peace, and, as Athenodorus had no further interest in the matter, its owners were free to return and dwell there, which they gladly did. From Pliny's Letters End of section 10.